Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Proclaim Emancipation podcast. This episode is going to be on schooling um, under the parenting tab on the website. Uh, started off with quoting Gandhi here. There is no school equal to a decent home and no teacher equal to a virtuous parent. So the state and schools are essentially trying to parent children. They believe they know better than parents. This is obviously false. Parents always know what's best. I can't say that because there are a lot of parents that just don't have any clue what they're doing. Um, damn, that's where it makes it hard. But simply, schools should not be the parents. You need, if anything, schools should be teaching a parenting class of some kind. If they really want to, if schools really want to take some initiative on parenting, they should teach some sort of parenting class so that you can learn how, I mean, because no, there's no, there's no way, there's no class to learn how to parent. There's no, the only way you know how to parent is just naturally or you pick up on mistakes and things your parents did right and then applying them to your children. It's, it's not, easy to learn how to raise children and quite frankly like the first child you're gonna have you're, you're gonna mess up you're not gonna do things perfect and if you have a second child you're gonna you're gonna do some things better and then you're gonna miss some other things and if you have a third child you're gonna do some more things right and then you're gonna mess up some other things it's just kind of how it goes you're never gonna be perfect you're never gonna raise the perfect child you're never gonna be a perfect parent uh, but schools in the state think they are for whatever reason um, I believe that when the state gets involved with anything, they screw it up. But especially when it comes to children, you know, that's what that that's what they want. The powers that be love going for the children for more ways than one. But if you control the minds of the children, you control the future because the children are the future. And they realized this a long time ago. If you start kids young, you start indoctrinating them early it gets significantly harder for them to break out of that indoctrination later in life. So, I'm sure a lot of you realize this. The public school system is broken. It's been pretty broken for a long time. It doesn't produce any successful... Okay. It doesn't produce any thinking successful adults. It just produces successful adults that go to college. It's just... They're basically just college churning machines. Like, they just churn out college students all day just student loans here's your student loans here's what you're going to do the rest of your life you have to decide this at 18 you know it, there's no you need to go out in the world for at least a year or two and figure out what you want to do because you're so limited in in high school and middle school on what you can do and what you can think in school that most kids have no clue what they want to do most kids when they're getting to college have no clue what they want to do and a lot of people change their majors. A lot of kids don't even want to go to college, but they feel like they have to because all their friends are going to college, their parents want them to go to college, everyone in their class is going to college. So you feel like they have to go to college. But Craig Friedling, a college isn't for everybody. People, a lot more people should be going to trade schools. Trade schools, you can finish some of them in 12 weeks. You know, some of them a year or two, not even. And you can, become, you can walk out of there with a, a trade job making 60, 70 grand a year right off the bat. You know, something like welding, carpentry. You know, if I were to go back to school, that's what it would be. 
It would be for something like that. Something that you can learn a trade. Something that you can actually apply to the rest of your life as well. You know, if you're a carpenter, you can make your own barn. You can make your own shed. You can do whatever you want with wood. You know, you go to school and you get some liberal arts degree. Or, you know, even like for me, I was going to go for IT. You know, like what am I really going to do that's going to actually benefit my life with IT? Not, not a lot. You know, my computer stuff. I can waste more time on my computer. You know what I mean? That, that's about it. I don't even like software at all. I'm not a software person. I like computer hardware. I like tinkering with computers. I like fixing computers, the hardware-wise. Software is just, it's freaking awful. Software, is, dealing with software is terrible. I don't like programming. I'm good at programming. I don't like it. So I believe that it, you need to specialize children a little bit more when they're younger. You know, I know there's technical schools, like we have one out here. It's a technical school where you go your junior and senior year of high school, and you learn your regular stuff, but you also focus on, like, essentially some sort of, like, a major. There's, like, a nursing one. There's IT. There's robotics. There's all, cords, there's all sorts of different things, and adults can go, too. It's almost like a trade school, kind of, but in high school. I don't know how to explain it. Like, usually you walk out, you go into college with college credits, or some of them you can walk into a job right away, I think. I don't know, but my um, my daughter's mom did that in high school or junior, senior year. Went on to go nursing. Um, almost made it through nursing school, but, you know, things happen in life. Um, that's kind of how it goes. But, yeah, schools, they're not they're not functioning for the people. It's, it's just getting everyone to drink, think the same, to do the same stuff. To not really critically think, you know, to waste a bunch of time on a bunch of unnecessary mathematics and unnecessary, you know, or not necessary, but false histories. History is written by the winners. You know, I, depending on how you look at it, pretty much all of history is BS. It, I think there's a lot of things that are BS. I don't know for sure. It's hard to say. But the further you go back, the more questions there are and the more issues there are with the official narrative. Um, especially going into the 1800s. There's a lot going on in the 1800s that I think is a bunch of baloney. But it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I what I do with my child is I... Especially when she, she comes home and tells me, you know, I ask her what she learned, especially what she learned in, like, history and stuff like that and science. And, you know, stuff to learn in history, it's, it's a lot of BS. It's a lot of BS. It's a lot of America, we're the good guys, everybody else was the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, same old stuff. It's just how it goes. Uh, what's the big one that I always hated back in the day? Manifest destiny. It's our destiny that we must control the, all the way to the west or whatever the heck it was, you know? It, I thought it was the silliest stuff. There was like, I remember there being an entire chapter in our social studies books, but only like, you know, 17 chapters or whatever. And there was an entire chapter on Manifest Destiny. An entire chapter on how great it is for the America to go get all the west of America. I don't know, man. It's it's silly stuff. Silly stuff. And I think it's a bunch of lies, too. Um... I don't know if people have realized this, but there's a lot of Greco-Roman architecture in the United States, randomly, for no reason, okay? A lot of this was said to be built into the 1800s, but why are these cathedrals 
looking incredibly similar to cathedrals all around the world. Like, all around the world, there's these massive, beautiful cathedrals with all this beautiful architecture inside. Like, architecture that we couldn't repeat today. And it's all around the world, and it's supposedly all from the last thousand years, like, all spread throughout. I don't know. I don't know how there's architecture similar, you know, in the United States as there is in parts of Asia or parts of Europe that are supposedly some totally different time periods with very similar architecture. There's something to that. I don't know what. I've been looking into it a lot. I find it very, very fascinating. It's one of my favorite things to look into that's not... Like, if I look into the past, it's usually dealing with the 1800s and before because there's a lot that is questionable. Stuff like the World's Fairs. But this is also... No, you know, we don't learn about this in school. This is not... You know, we learn the, we learn the history. We learn the winner's history. So, it's important to teach your children alternative history. And not alternative history, that's just some BS crap. But, like, really do your research. It's important for everyone to do this. It's important... We If we don't know where we came from and we don't know our history, we're not going to know where we're going or what we're supposed to be doing. So, we have to have to know our history. We have to know where we came from to understand where we're going. So, this is not only for your children, but for you too. You have to... You have to be looking into this stuff. You have to th rethink the narratives. You have to question everything regarding history. Or question everything regarding everything. Because we live in 1984. You know, they're changing 1984. That's all you got to say. They're literally changing 1984 and rewriting it. So that should tell you where we are. So, you know, since they're pumping all the people into college... A lot of kids realize that halfway through, or maybe even worse, you know, you get your degree and you realize you want nothing to do with that field. I have a friend that went to Ohio State, you know, graduated, his bachelor's degree, I think it was personal finance or something. He got a job or two at some places and just hated it. Hated it, which I could imagine. I, the last thing I'd want to do is some sort of financial advisor type crap. Oh, God, that just sounds awful. Um yeah i can only imagine i you know i probably would have gotten i probably have been the same way with it i probably would have got out of it you know with my degree five years you know however much in debt and i would have probably got into a job or two and probably would have hated it because it, it wasn't going to be what i wanted to be which i wanted to i want to just work on hardware of computers i want to build computers for people you know that's all i wanted to do you know, maybe be like a network administrator. I didn't want anything to do with some programming. I didn't want anything to do with helping people with their software issues. Like, I don't want to be some tech desk kind of thing. I want to, like, physically work on the computers. But it's not really easy to find a job that's just some guy that works on computers, you know. That kind of has to do with personal thing, which I've done over the years. i build computers for people here and there, but it's not like I'm making money off it. I just do it because I enjoyed it. But it is what it is. You know, you got to... You got to really take the time to look inside yourself and figure out what you're here for, what you want to do while you're here, and not listen to everybody else tell you what you should be doing. This is crucial. This is it's it's one of the it's been the hardest thing for me in my life because I you know I, I love my parents. I trust my parents. I I believe that they know what's best for me. But I, you know, a lot of problems in my life stemmed from not doing what they wanted and not really doing what I wanted and doing some sort of crap thing in the middle and just failing and just not working out 
and not having the skills really to overcome. But it takes time, you know, it takes time. Everyone evolves at different rates, so it is what it is. It seems like, to me, the quote-unquote pandemic exposed how much of a failure this public system, public education system really is. Zoom classes were terrible. In-person schooling became essentially prison. Like, you all have to wear masks. You all have to be six feet apart. Like, it's... I could I could not imagine being in school right now. You know, I've been trying to get my kids to just not wear the mask, you know? I got her some certain masks that uh, are more breathable. But, like, these kids are scared. You know, they're all scared of this crap. And I really think that if we got kids to just not comply with these masks that are not working anyway they're bullcrap we all know that we should by now you know people are you got people admitting that masks are bullcrap okay what was that that she's some doctor or something on cnn that is just came out multiple times on cnn and be like hey cloth masks are just basically glorified you know nothing it's just nothing they're not don't do anything you know like what are we doing with the masks? Why are we mandating masks still? I can tell you why. It's symbolism. It's symbolism. It is a ritual. Okay. It is masking the people. It is the masked and the unmasked. The unmasked are the great... Like, have you... Have anyone been watching some of these events? Say, what was the one? I think it was a Met Gala or something. One of those stupid celebrity things and you go and look and none of the celebrity rich people whatever are wearing any masks but all the people working there all the people around there are all wearing masks i've seen plenty of things where it's the people up front talking the the people the rich people the celebrity the whoever it is all not wearing masks and then all of the the regular folks all have masks on you don't think there's something to that you don't think there's a reason for that I think it since the start I think it's represented essentially a muzzle. If you're wearing the mask then you have no voice. It represents you being in fear and being silent. Is what it represents. If you're wearing the mask then you're accepting what they're saying. Period. It has to stop. It has to stop. The masks have to stop because it is horrible for this children's health getting greatly increased CO2 levels. It, it's it's a problem like adults shouldn't be wearing either you know adults make your own decisions whatever i'm all for adults making their own decisions but when you're enforcing things onto children that are just unnatural you're causing a lot of problems on top of that we're giving these vaccines to children and they're ending up dead they're ending up with heart problems like what are we doing why are we doing this to children? <sighs> I, it's just, it's beyond frustrating. You know, there's way too many people out there. I, I keep hearing these stories. People, I, I'm not on Instagram and all that crap, but I keep hearing all these stories about these parents. They go on, all excited to post it on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, my kid's getting vaccinated. Oh, da, 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 da. I'm so excited. Uh. And then like less than a week later, the kid's dead. It, there's, there's multiple, multiple, multiple occasions of this. A lot of them are getting silenced and censored, of course, too, because they don't want people to realize that people are dying from this vaccine. 
quote-unquote vaccine. It's bullcrap. It's all bullcrap. It's a scam. It's depopulation. It's it's everything evil. It's freaking evil. This is evil at work right now. We have to stop it. For humanity's sake. For the Earth's sake. For everything and everyone's sake. We have to stop this dramatic government and corporation overreach into the lives of the people. Or else it us and our children will be enslaved forever. It starts rebelling with the schools. There's a reason why the FBI is targeting parents that come up and speak up at school board meetings. Because that's what they not, don't want. If that's what they don't want, they're going to try and prevent it. But guess what? Guess what? What are they going to do? The FBI is going to come raid my home because I spoke up against masks at a school board meeting? Because that's what they're trying to do. That's how they're trying to scare parents into not doing anything. Okay? We can't allow that. We can't allow the FBI and teachers and school boards to boss us around. We are the parents. We pay their bills with our tax money. Okay? We send our kids to their school. Our kids. Not theirs. Our kids. They don't tell us what to do. We tell them what to do. We elect them. They are public public servants. There's no reason for them to tell us what to do. And that goes for any politician, any school board. We have to change things at the local level. It has to start at the local level. It has to start with your school boards. It has to start with your local politicians, your city councils. You need to get people to change their ways, to change this COVID crap, to get away from all this evil that is per perpetuated everywhere. You know, they say the masks are helping prevent COVID from teachers and preventing COVID from getting home. But we haven't seen any statistics at all that indicate this is the case. The burden of proof on masks should be on the ones mandating the masks. It is not on us to provide a burden of proof that they don't work. It is on them. They are the ones that want to strap these masks to our faces. It is the burden of proof on them to show us and prove to us that they work. And they have not done that. Not only have they not done that, every study that comes out that says masks don't work gets banned and censored and everything else. Retracted. They are trying so hard to just squeeze and squeeze this healthcare crisis to just get everything they possibly can out of it. They are trying to push us as far as we will possibly go. And they've even admitted this. They've I forget who it was that said this. But they've said that their COVID policies were based on how much people will deal with. That's what this is. This whole thing is a test, I believe. I think this is a test for how much we will put up with, how much we will accept. And we're failing. We have failed. But to them, they have succeeded. But they're losing. They're losing the narrative. We have to... Flip the narrative on them. Make them realize that they work for us. 
These corporations, they don't. The CDC does not. The CDC does not work for us. They are a private corporation. Okay? They have no right to tell us what to do. They have no right over anything. They are a private entity, a private organization, a private corporation. They are not a public tax-funded organization. Period. Like the Federal Reserve was for so long until Trump brought it in and just had BlackRock take it over, okay? Federal Reserve is not part of the federal government. And it's made made the sound like it was. That's why they called it the Federal Reserve. But it is, in a sense, it is exactly what it says. It is the reserve for the federal government is where we get our money, okay? Which now they just type into existence. Money is a whole other thing that I'll have to get into in a later podcast because that, I mean, money is just the original slave system. If you control the money, you control people, plain and simple. So, how's this get back to schooling? We have to take responsibility for our children. First for ourselves and for our children. We have to speak for them whenever we can because children we can't expect them to fight back against this but something has to be done parents have to come together and stop these mask mandates stop vaccine mandates because it will be hell on earth if they try to enforce vaccines on children i swear to you like fire and brimstone i'm done if that comes like thank god i don't live in california thank god and i mean that i could not imagine living in california having the state mandate that you take a vaccine that is experimental and killing people you know i don't think it's right to force kids to take vaccines to go to school period you have to take a vaccine to get into, what is it, kindergarten or something? There's some standard vaccines, and then there's the seventh grade vaccines. Yeah, I got my kid out of those seventh grade vaccines. It was the P- DTaP, diphtheria, pertussis, whatever that stupid one is, and then another one. I can't remember what they are. But I know I looked up the, it, the ingredients in the ones, and this was straight from the CDC website, and I printed it out and sent it to the school. I also found this sheet that basically said, you know, gave you gave you the legal statutes saying that we can get out of the vaccines for our children with good cause and all that. And I I wrote I wrote this whole thing out and then printed out directly from the CDC the ingredients that are in I think it was the DTaP vaccine. And there was mercury, formaldehyde, and aluminum on top of multiple other things. But this is what stuck out to me because okay, Aluminum. Why is aluminum in there? Why is mercury in there? Mercury is the second most toxic element to the human body. Why is mercury in a vaccine? There's no reason at all. It should easily be able to be removed, but it's not. And formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is what is used to embalm dead bodies. Why are these three three things in so many vaccines? So many vaccines. Should not be injecting those into our children period i'm not say supposedly anti-vax okay i'm anti these vaccines i'm anti 
these medical authorities. I'm anti this medical system we have in place. The idea of a vaccine is great. The idea of that technology is fantastic. But what do you do when the pharmaceutical companies are the ones creating and causing these diseases and ailments and everything else that we have to have vaccines for? Then what do we do? What do we do with that? What do you do when DDT is giving people polio, but we say it's just some infectious virus? We give people a bunch of freaking polio vaccines that actually give them polio. The polio vaccine debacle is not well-known enough, but it's more well-known than most. That and then the, uh, what was it? Swine flu in the 70s. I forget which one that was. I forget what year. But, you know, that was causing a lot of issues. You know, there's no reason that you should be forced to take or inject something into your body that has stuff in it that we know is toxic. Like 100%, without a doubt, we know this stuff is toxic to the human body. And we're being told we have to inject it into our bodies. If that's not evil, if that's not just anti-human, I don't know what is. To me, that's as bad as it gets besides... like it. If you want to take it a step further, forcibly injecting someone is technically rape. All right, if we're going to go there. Because you are penetrating an orifice in the body, okay? All the pores on your skin are really just tiny little holes. If you take a needle and inject it, you're penetrating that hole, penetrating your skin. It's technically rape if you really want to go there. So you could charge these doctors with rape if you're forcibly vaccinated, okay? I'm not saying that they are forcibly vaccinating all these people yet. It's fear. They, they think that they're going to fear us into doing it so we just accept it willingly. But there's so many people that aren't. I sure the hell not. I'll never take that vaccine. Period. Ever. Take a bullet before I take that vaccine. But yeah. it's A lot of this is hard because a lot of people don't have the time, even though they really do have the time, they just spend a lot of time on social media, to really, really research all this stuff that's really going on. Because there's books. There's plenty of books out there. I can tell you some of the books right now. One is Medical Mafia... Um, by Ghislaine, Ghislaine Lance To I don't know how to say the last name to be honest, but it's just Medical Mafia, great book from the late 90s that really blew open a lot of stuff for me. It really, really opened my eyes to what's been going on and to how far we've got from true health and true caring of health. What's another book? Um, uh, um, Goodbye Germ Theory by, uh, what's that doctor's name? It was by a doctor. I can't remember. I don't have the book in front of me. Uh, but yeah, Goodbye Germ Theory is basically, it used a lot of medical mafia as a basis and really, really went into what germ theory has been, the history of germ theory, you know, the history of vaccines. Like he even talked, this is this book was from 2001, I believe, 2002. And he puts it in plain writing in this book that if we don't stop the medical industry, they are going to control every aspect of our lives. And this book was written 20 years ago. It blew my mind reading this book because this guy is straight up like there is this global conglomerate that he just, he just straight up called them the Illuminati. And he's just straight up like these people are using medical 
industry to try and control humanity. This dude was saying this 20 years ago. Blew my mind reading this book. Absolute must read. Goodbye, germ theory. I wish I could remember the author's name. It's a doctor. Do Trebbing. William, Dr. William Trebbing. Dr. William Trebbing. Fantastic book. I don't even think it costs that much. Um, but yeah, read that book. Read Medical Mafia. And then when you really want to learn how to doctor yourself, be your own doctor, literally read Doctor Yourself by Andrew W. S Andrew w. Saul. It is the best personal doctoring book because you have to be your own doctor. You have to take responsibility for your own body. You can't trust other people to care about your health and your body and to know exactly what's wrong with you. There are doctors out there that absolutely do. They really do. But you have to take care of yourself. I've gone on this total medical tangent. I don't mean that at all. But this is this has to do with we should not be forcing medical procedures, forcing injections into children just so that they can go to school. Same with adults just to go to work and all that else. Plain and simple, leave the children alone. Leave them alone. They're children. They can't make decisions for themselves. Can't force decisions that's going to affect them the rest of their entire life. It's just evil. It's evil. It's evil. Okay. Now, what are they actually teaching the children? Any of you with a child right now knows for the past, you know, 10 years or whatever it's been, common core math is awful it is the worst math concept i've ever heard ever like ever it's terrible common core math is just so backwards and so it's 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 unnecessarily confusing like the the word problems they just talk in circles around things it is so like they took very simple math things and just overcomplicated them and just completely redid how you do math like I'm sure how I learned it isn't the right way either, but at least I learned it, you know, but at the same time, no math is really the only math that's important is I think that what's important is for you to be able to do mental math, be able to add, subtract, divide, multiply in your head and geometry. Geometry is important because there's a lot of geometry in this universe, sacred geometry, very important geometric shapes and certain geometric patterns that consistently show up in nature. A lot of this stuff, I'm not saying you have to specifically know all that, but I, I think that's why geometry is interesting because there's a lot of it. Everything has geometry. Now, algebra, algebra is good in a basic sense just to get you to think because it has you thinking critically a little bit. But past that, like calculus is all useless. It's completely useless. And quite frankly, most of algebra and most of geometry is probably going to be useless too to most people. You know, if you're, there's no reason to have calculus unless you're going to be a math major. There really isn't. Unless you're an engineer or a math major or a physics teacher or physics, anything, you don't need all that. Like 98% of people don't need any of that math. Maybe even 99. I don't know. But there's no reason to teach all that. You need, we need to teach kids mental math. Like Just get very, very strong at mental math. Because being able to add, divide, multiply, subtract in your head quickly it, that that will help you so much in life that is so useful it's probably the number one math thing i use period and i'm able to add things in my head very quickly so common core is just garbage it's quite frankly it's absolute garbage the history we a lot of history is bs um i went on this a little bit earlier a lot of history is bs a lot of it's just written by the winners 
you have to yeah i already talked about this you need to you need to learn your own history you need to learn things yourself so that you can teach your children and quite frankly you need to not make a huge deal about your children's grades because quite frankly if my child does it the right way like to actually do something or gave an answer in history that was the true history and not their bs history and they get wrong or they get a bad grade i'm okay with that i'm 100 percent okay with that just like i'm okay if my child went into school and refused to wear their mask and got sent home or suspended i would be so proud that she would stand up for the rest of the kids like that Being suspended and getting bad grades is not the end of the world, especially in middle school. No no one cares about middle school. Middle school does not matter in the long term. High school doesn't matter in the long term. School doesn't matter in the long term. It's not life. It's school, and it's it's what everyone talks about. You know, like, if you talk to anyone that's under 22, it's the first thing you talk to them about is school because that's what their life is, is school. Anybody above that, it's work because that's what their life is, is work. No one has any individuality, any personality. Everyone is defined by their school, their grades, their job, their their money they make. You know, it's and that's what it is. It's school. You get grades, work. You get money. The only problem is one of them pays the bills, one of them doesn't. I don't know. I'm definitely that weird parent. You know, what I mean, I I don't think school is. School's far away not the only way to succeed, especially today, especially with the internet. You know, there's like, I when I see like YouTube stars and stuff like, going like they're going to school, but they're like on YouTube with like a million subscribers. It's like why? Don't you go to school so that you can get a job and then so you can make money? But if you already are making money doing something that you love, why are you gonna go to school too? Now I get people want to learn. And all that stuff but to me everything's online you can learn everything online like that's the reason why so many schools are, are just online because you can learn everything on the internet you have to sift through all the bull crap you have to find the right sources find the right people to listen to but anything you ever want to learn is online it, it just takes time you have to spend some time and all these kids spend so much time online that a lot of them are good at recognizing what's bull crap online and what's real so i don't know I think it's it's crazy to go fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in debt to go learn something that you can learn online for free, or for you know there's some places where you pay like one hundred fifty dollars for a lifetime membership to whatever, and then you you get all these ebooks, you get all this information. You know what I mean? Like for the price of half of one book in college, you can get an endless amount of information on say like one is the uh, the permaculture student. You go in there, you pay $150, you get all this amount of class, one-time fee, you get all these classes, you get all these ebooks. There's so much information that you can learn about permaculture. You're not going to go learn that in school. You're not going to, what are you going to get for 150 bucks? You're going to get a half a book, three quarters of a book, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy. And even then, that book, like what? The teacher wrote it, and then you can't even share from the year before because they wrote a new edition that changed the comma somewhere. It's all bull crap. It's all it's it's very scammy. And at the same time, though, you can't when you're a person that comes out and talks against college like that, saying it's just worthless and it's not worth it and it's a scam and all that crap. You always have the people that are like, well, I went to school and I succeeded and I got this money and I paid off my debt. It's like, okay, that's great. But the problem is most people aren't. I don't know if it's most people. I can't say that. 
yeah, well, at the very least, most people are getting out of college with thousands of tens of thousands in debt that they can't pay off for a very long time. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's enslavement through debt. Like debt is the only thing you, you can't get rid of student debt. You can't get rid of it. You have to pay it off and it's there for the rest of your life. You know, that's how they control a lot of doctors. Doctors get out of these med schools with a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars in student debt. And they realize how much of it is bullcrap, how much of it is not real. But if they go against the standard of medical practice, they get their license taken away and then they have no life, no livelihood. And then they can't pay off their debt. And what do they do? They're screwed. I couldn't imagine going to school for eight years, get into this job where I'm finally making money and realize that I'm, my hands are tied. Like I'm just doing what I have to do. I can't, I can't truly research and practice like I'm supposed to. It's all doing what you're told. And especially after eight years of school, after spending the first, what? After spending what? 20, 21 years in school or something like that between between regular school and, and college, like three-fourths of your life is going to be spent in school up to that point. Like you don't know anything besides school. You don't know anything besides that that system. That's why so many like PhD people, they just go to become professors because what are you going to do with a PhD? You have all this knowledge and you just share people. You don't want to go work. You just, you're so, you're, you're a school person. You, you, but you, you live, breathe and eat school, but it's not even, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. My brother's doing very well in school. He's doing it right. I failed. So I set the example right so that he could succeed. He's just. I was that kid that was very smart and I didn't have to really try for anything in school. Like I didn't study in high school. I didn't study in middle school. I got A's and you know, all the time. It was, I, it was boring. It was quite frankly, it was really boring in school. Like I was very bored in school and I got to college and I mean, when I did study and I did try, I did well, but I just didn't care. And at the same time, I was working full time, you know, I had a kid too. And it was just, it was hard to care about school when I've spent so much of my life in school. I just didn't want anything to do with school anymore. And a lot of classes I just didn't care about. It's just like those useless electives. It's just wasting time just for the school to make more money. But that's how that goes. That's how that goes. But yeah, you can't live your entire life in school. You can't base your entire life on a job because there's so much more to life. That's That should be just a tiny sliver of your life. Like you should, if you go to work, you come home, work is done. Work doesn't matter anymore. You get your money, you go home. I, I, can't, I can't spend so much time focusing on work or school or any of that crap because there's so much more important things going on in life. Like all of that is just for you to get where you want. Just like money. Money is not the end. Money is the means to the end. Like just accumulating wealth is not doing anything for anybody. Security, yeah, you'll feel more secure. If something goes wrong, you have the money to back it up. But what's it really doing? Inflation's spiking so quickly that if you have a savings account, you're losing money. You're losing money because inflation is going higher than whatever your... Uh, uh, the, I can't remember what it's called. You know, the rate, 0.5% of whatever you get in a savings account. You know what I mean? It's it's Inflation's going quicker than you're getting money, period. 
um, you're gaining money. So we need, we need to teach kids real world, real world skills, how to do your taxes, how to apply for jobs. If that's really what they want to push kids into, you need to teach kids how to do these things. You know, they teach you how to apply for college. That's what that should, they teach you how to apply for student loans, how to get scholarships, but they don't tell you how to go live. They don't tell you anything. There's no home ec classes anymore. There's not wood shop classes anymore. And I didn't even have wood shop classes or home ec. You know what I mean? That shit was gone was gone when I was in school. So you, you have to take it on yourself as the parent to teach your kid these skills because you can't trust the school. You can't trust the state. You can't trust teachers to do it. You have to take the responsibility on yourself and you have to be the final stance on everything regarding your child. You know, if you believe something is done wrong in school and you believe that your child is doing it wrong, you need to show them the right way to do it. You need to teach them the right way to do it yourself. If you don't know, then you need to learn because you have the ability to learn. We all have the ability to learn. We all have access to the internet. If you're listening to this, you have access to the internet so you can learn. If you need to learn some of these things, email me. I will gladly do everything I can to teach you what I know. And if I don't know, then I'll learn it so then I can teach it to you. That's that's how I am. If it's something I don't know and it's something I found interesting, I want to learn about it. Because I want to accumulate as much knowledge and wisdom as I can. That's how I got to the point on this site, how I'm making this podcast. Because I have so much knowledge of the world and what's going on, I believe so at least, that I have to share it with people. Because I can't just bottle up all this knowledge inside me, all this supposed wisdom, you know. I have to share it with people. I have to get it out there so that people can, you know, I want debates. I want to talk to people about it. I want to know what other people think about this stuff. I'm not stone set in my ways. You know, I've changed a lot, you know, just in the past six months, in the past year, past two years. Changing constantly. You're constantly growing, constantly evolving, constantly learning. And that's how it should be because there's no perfection. There's no true end. You should be constantly learning all the time, all the time. They say that you should, they say you should learn learn something every day. You really should. And they say that about school, but that's not the case. You shouldn't. You might learn something new in school, but is it something really important? Probably not. But regardless of whether you realize it or not, you are learning something every day. Whether it's about yourself, someone around you, your pets, from school, from the world, from the news, whatever it is, you're gonna learn something new every day. Whether it's positive or negative that you have to figure out and realize yourself because learning the wrong things could sometimes just be as, as beneficial as long as you realize later on that it was wrong because if you just accept what your teachers and what the state says and what the news says you, you're going to have problems you're not going to you're not going to see the world correctly whatever correct means I just mean that you're going to see the world in a lot of reverse ways because that's what they've done. They've in inverted nearly everything in this world. Up is down, left is right. Everything is backwards. And this is on purpose. This is to get us to not know where we are, where we're going, what we're doing, where we are, how we are, what what is anything. Nothing. We don't know anything. We barely know what we're going or what we're here for. Of course, we don't know where we're going as a whole. There are a lot of people, individuals out there that know exactly what's going on, know exactly where they're going, and know exactly what their plans are. But that, that's not the bulk of us. 
but we have to get there. And it starts with teaching your children how to think, not what to think. How to think, not what to think. It's crucial. You need to teach your kids how to how to approach the world, how to question things, all that, so they can figure it out themselves. Now, you, if they have questions, obviously you are there for that knowledge. But when they come to you with a question, you need to do everything in your power to make sure you give the best answer you possibly can and not just repeat what you were told in school or repeat what the news says. You need to say what you think, what you believe is best because you are the only one that knows what's best for your child. Not the TV, not movies, not the school, not teachers. You, the parent, know what is best for your child. So, public school system sucks, right? Okay. Homeschooling is the way to go, in my opinion. The biggest, biggest gripe people will have with homeschooling is the socialization. To me, it's a positive because, quite frankly, a lot of these kids today are little shits, all right? They all got their TikTok. They all got the smartphones. They all got their dab pens, all right? You know, my kid's 12 years old, and she's telling me about kids that are using dab pens and stuff like this in school. Like, what are we doing? You know, back in my day, we did not have, you know, weed pens that you can take inside a school that are small that don't have any smell, you know what I mean? Like, what what are we doing? That and nicotine vapes, oh my God, like every kid has a nicotine vape. You know, they're all on TikTok, they're all, some of them are doing drugs, they're exposed to so much more. Like, every kid having access to the internet, having access to porn, having access to anything online is absolutely a positive and absolutely a negative in so many ways. Like, you really, really have to teach your children what is good and bad on the internet. What is good behavior, what's bad behavior, what's positive, what's negative, what's good, what's evil. Because there's all of it everywhere. All of it is all around us at all times. So you have to get your kid to think think differently, to realize what's going on and what's bad. It's 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 a long process. And it's not going to be perfect, and you're going to learn issues along the way, or you're going to learn certain things along the way that you realize were wrong a year ago or whatever. You just have to constantly keep learning and constantly teach, keep teaching, because that's that's how you grow. Um, yeah, homeschooling. I think it's very important, especially right now, especially with them forcing masks. I live, unfortunately, in a state where there is compulsory uh, schooling, and if you want to have a and if you want to do homeschooling it has to be with the state certified tutor or it has to be some state certified online crap okay so damn if the school or if the state is gonna force you to go to school force you to go to these indoctrination camps all right might as well be private schools are even worse like you think private schools are better when it comes to that stuff, they're worse. They're they're much worse. But they train the bosses there. They actually teach people real life stuff. You know, the people in the private schools go on to be the CEOs and stuff. Private their public school kids are just the ones working for them. So I don't know what they teach in public private schools. It probably totally depends on what private school you go to. But 
from what I keep hearing, there's a lot, like every private school almost has these, uh, you know, there's teaching CRT, critical race theory, stuff like that, you know, all this white privilege crap. You know, it's happening in New York state schools, and sure as hell is not going to happen here because I will raise hell if you start teaching kids that being white is bad. Especially the, where where I live, the school here is, um, I'd say it's probably 95% white. That's just kind of the area I live in. You know I mean? There's more areas around here. It's kind of, it's a very, very small city. It's not even really a city. It's more like a, it's bare, It's slightly bigger than a village. You know what I mean? Our downtown is like one street, two streets. So it's nothing big. I think there's like 5,000 people living here. But yeah, it's, you know, we're in an area too where if you go five minutes north, it's like farm country. You go five minutes east, it's more farm country. You go five minutes west, you got a lake. And then you go five minutes south and you're in the city, a different city, you know, a bigger city. So it's an interesting area to live in. But um, it's quiet. It's nice, you know. But the school is very – they do everything by the book. Which they do a lot of things right, but they also do a lot of things wrong. I don't like how they institute technology into everywhere. Actually, you know what? That's a big thing I want to bring up right now. There is way too much technology in schools. Every kid not only has a smartphone, they all have, you know, depending on the school, my kids' schools, they give them all Chromebooks. I think there's private schools where they give them all iPads. You know, every kid gets their own device now. On top of having the computer at home, top of having a laptop at home, top of having a smartphone at home, they have all these devices, and they're they're teaching kids on the Chromebooks or on the on whatever device it is. They're, everything's gonna be online now. They're not teaching kids with books anymore, and if they are, they're not really using it that much. I have one one teacher though. That's one of my kids' teachers. I love it. She is like anti Chromebook. She's anti all this technology. Anti all the smartphones and stuff because she realizes what it's doing not only the emfs and how that's harming health but just the effect technology has on the brain and how we think and how we see the world you know if we're doing everything on chromebooks that's we're staring at a screen all the time you know what i mean there's there's so many issues that come along with that um very good book where is it um reset your child's brain Set Your Child's Brain by a four-week plan to end meltdowns, raise grades, boost social skills, and reverse the effects of electronic screen time by Victoria L. Dunkley, MD. This book really, really, because I've been a tech guy my entire life. I remember in the 90s, you know, being on MS-DOS, typing out the code and all that when I was like in preschool, okay? Just so I could play my games, of course. So I've been a tech guy my entire life. I've played video games my whole life. I've been on computers my whole life. That's just what I've done. So to read this book really, really blew me away because a lot of the issues that are in this book that children are having was very, very similar to how I was acting and behaving when I was a teenager. You know, to me, like, back then, I like, video games were more important than real life because real life made no sense to me at all. Real life just never made sense because everything was so backwards. I realized this so long ago, and it just, nothing made sense. You know, it was just pounded into me how these, this is how it is. This is what you should do. Blah, 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 blah. And it didn't make sense to me. So I always escaped into my video games. Because video games kind of made sense to me. It was a world that under, I could understand. You know, this world we live in, we, a lot of people can't understand. 
and it's led to this mass psychosis because people are lost if people were telling them if, if there's a mass event and everyone's relegated towards one thing and everyone focuses on that one thing we have this new thing that people are finally realizing it's mass force fat mass formation psychosis it's basically just hypnosis slash psychosis on a mass scale um i forget exactly where i went with this because of schooling but you you have a lot of kids that are essentially being indoctrinated for lack of word being hypnotized into this state where they just accept blindly what they're told and you have this with adults too but it starts with the children it starts in school with the children and it's been this way for a long time we have to break that cycle we need kids to be able to speak up speak what they think be able to do what they think and feel is best because children aren't dumb children aren't dumb they're totally misled you know the children that are just all crazy running around all hyper for one their children or the parents are probably giving them way too much sugar and they don't realize it and many kids are just allowed to you know do whatever so if you have kids that aren't behaving a lot of times stems from the parents so it just all comes down to parents really the parents have to take the responsibility of their children because they are responsible for everything about that child you know when they're 18 or whatever past that you know you just have to do what you can and just be there to support them because they have to go make their own mistakes but until then you have to lead them you have to teach them you have to provide for them because that's what parent being a parent's all about and it's to me the most important thing in the world i love my kid she gives my life meaning i love her so much so embrace being a parent and cherish it because it's the most important thing you can do okay so one last little thing here i'm going to get on that's being taught in schools i don't know if a lot of people know this but crt is being taught in school uh critical race theory critical race theory is literally racism um it's a soft language language way of saying racism critical race theory it's only against white people so it's you know you have white people teaching white people that white people are bad so like what are we doing are we, are we like you have these like go look in congress what is it 95 percent or something there's a crazy amount of politicians that are white and then you have these white politicians saying that white people is the, are the problem it's like what are we doing do people not realize that like we're getting mad at the white people around us that are just normal people instead of getting mad at the real people that are controlling us that have been this whole time like they're just blanketing white people as the problem that's not that's not the issue the issue is they're just trying to deter us from we get they get them they get us to fight among each other so that we don't turn our attention to them they've been doing it for so long but they're failing now you know they're overstepping like trying to teach kids how to be racist and which is really what they're doing it's racism it's it's racism the, the crt is being taught in schools and it, it is racism okay so if you hear crt being taught in your children's school if your child comes home and feels bad because they're white we have problems that's a problem so 
you can't allow CRT to be taught. If CRT is being taught, you need to go to the school board and you need to protest because that is major BS and it is, it's just a terrible ideology to be teaching children. You can't teach kids how to be racist. Actually, you can't, sorry. Kids aren't born racist. People aren't born racist. You have to be taught racism. Okay, you have to have a fear of another race for whatever reason for you to be racist. And that has to happen for some reason. You're not born racist. You don't see another, see a black person as a white person and as a baby and be like, oh my God, what's wrong with them? No, they're just another person. They just have a different skin color. Like what are, you know what I mean? This, it's, it's the craziest thing that we've spent so much time in human history arguing about our skin color. It's like the one thing we can't change. I mean, we can get tanner, whatever, but we can't change our skin color. We can't change who we are, but yet we want to rate everybody and base everyone off how they look when it's something that you can't change. Who you are is who you are. Like, we need to get back to being a meritocracy where you're judged on what you provide, what you do, what your skills are, how good you are at things. Like, not the fact that you're a black female, so congratulations, you're vice president. No. That's, that's not the world. That's a BS world. Okay, it's a racist world. And I don't want to live in a racist world. I want to live in a world where we don't even see race. Where we embrace everyone for who they are, for what they do, what they love. And that's it. That's it. Because when we start judging people by skin color, hair color, eye color, whatever it may be, that's a problem. Because it's just more dividing, and it's only going to lead to more conquering. So, resist CRT. Don't let these schools teach your kids communist ideas, you know, Antifa ideals, basically. And teach your kid the right way, the right way to think, how to treat people. Treat people as they would treat themselves. And to love themselves first. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody else. So... This is my episode on schooling. I went longer than I thought, actually. But I hope you enjoyed it. hope you learned something. If you have any questions about it, email me at proclaimemancipation at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the website at www.proclaimemancipation.com. Be sure to uh, share this with anybody. And I'll look forward to recording some more episodes for you. I hope you enjoy it. I love you all. And continue in love and abundance. Always. Always.